You're listening to Ruckus Avenue Radio. Available now on Dash Radio. The following program may contain verbiage and views that will offend some listeners. You see, Andrew Fresh Kills Kilgore is a grumpy old man. And me, I don't give a fuck. Are you wearing pants? I'm not. It's the Kills and Bio Show. Yay! <laughs> Live <laughs> from the place in my house. It's like a buy in the building. And Kills, where are you? You're not at home. I'm or, in Kingston, Ontario. On Kingston. Uh, I'm on site for uh, catching up with a friend. Catching up with actually my old co-host on my previous podcast, uh, a talk show that I did called Sidechain Slang. With oh, DJ- post? So I'm uh, I'm visiting her. Yeah, it was. Are you supposed to loan more bills? You were my second. She was my first. So I've never had a virgin in life, and I've never had a podcast virgin either. I'm a, I'm the second guy. I pull in at number two. This is your no. This is your podcast. No, you had a podcast before. Is that right? No, no. I mean, like you. Like I didn't. I didn't break your hymen. Your hymen was already compromised. You. Yeah. Oh my god. You are sensitive to the word hymen. Look at you. <laughs> I've you gotta, didn't like I'm that. You to, didn't like you know, that. You didn't like that. You I don't, don't think like it's a hum- good thing to be talking about on our show. I just don't think it's. Oh such a yeah. Thing. Oh really? Is that is that the straw that broke the camel's uh, hymen? I think. <laughs> oh goodness, man. I'm oh, caffeinated, no. baby. I'm caffeinated. Yeah, yeah I hear you. you. Fucking do caffeinated late in the day. Oh That's man, the, the best. Have, huh? I had, I had yo. I had Taco Bell today. And they have 10 soft tacos for $15. And my wife was like trying to pull the credit card out of my hand at the drive-thru as she shuts mm. the door. What up? What up, ma? Uh, eight, nine. I'm proud. You're doing all right. Took nine to the dome, you know. What's your Taco Bell meal of choice? My who? My taco meal choice? Your Taco Bell. What do you, what do you rock? I, I mean, I don't do Taco Bell ever really. So when I do it, I, I'm a Doritos guy. So I got, you got to go with the Doritos, uh, Doritos Locos. You're a Doritos guy. Um, we were driving. Hold on. Just before we do that, I want to, I just want to say that Doritos using Doritos as nacho chips. I don't know why it doesn't get done more. It's delicious. It's a, it's a sodium overload. It's too much. That's why. All right. it's I, I hear you. I did that with, uh, Oh, there's something called Taco Pie, which I thought was just a joke from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Best show. Right. But no, it's a real thing. But I used uh, salted chips and it was like, yeah, it's too, it's too much. Same thing. Like there's a hot dog at the place I used to work that had, uh, 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 what the fuck are those really thin uh, hickory sticks in it? Mm. Mm. And I thought I was having a sodium overdose. Like I could feel my body being like, you're going to die. So that's why. There you go. <laughs> oh boy, you're you need me today. You're not really here. You need me. I can tell. Well, you know, you're I'm trying to, I want to try to do make sure I do my research, you know, for a guest later cuz, you know, he's a homie, but you know when you know when you have a friend and you're introducing him to people and like you're but you're the guy supposed to know him best, but there's a lot you don't know about them and you're sort of like, "Well, how much right. like, you know, cuz you don't want to be 
I don't want to overrepresent myself. You know what I'm saying? But um, uh, kind of. It's just one of those things. You know, I'm away from home. I'm not in my space. I'm trying to make adjustments. You know, these are adjustments, growing pains, if, if you will. And once again, you have chosen to isolate yourself in life in advance of the government isolating you. Like you moved, you went out to Kingston on your own before Toronto was told, you know, don't hug your grandma anymore. You moved away from your grandma, essentially. I ran out of the city. I ran out of the city, hightailed it out of here. Yeah. Take advantage. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to quarantine for Christmas. I'm going to quarantine the two weeks before Christmas so I can actually be with my folks. Uh, right. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not, you know, I'm living my life here, man. They already took my, they already took my trip away from going to see my girl in the States. She, both her roommates are, have COVID and, and Air Canada canceled my flight on me and stuff. Are they, are they not letting people fly? We have to keep in mind, this is not a phone conversation. This is a podcast. So I might have to do something extreme in the middle of this just fucking boring story. But what happened? They're shut down. No, they just, Air Canada canceled my flights because the States is just good. They're out. Of, they're overrun, man. They're overrun. They're getting so many cases a day. A lot of people yeah. dying. It's kind of crazy. Hey, but racism is uh, finally a lot cured, well. which is nice. Right. <laughs> oh no! At least uh, racism try uh, did not triumph in the polls, and uh, everything's going to be great. Everything's fine. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's, everything's going to be hunky dory, back to normal. You know, yeah, peaceful, and tranquil, and and easy and lovely. Yeah. No, it's going to be a long. It's going to be a long winter, man. We're going to be lo- we're going to be locked down. But I mean, you and I, I think that's going to serve us well. I mean, you're going to be a new dad. I think the show is going to flourish under those conditions. I think so too. I'm going to we're be gonna have, stressed. We're going to have nothing but time to like really concoct something special for the fans and and our and our loyal listeners here at Ruckus Avenue Radio. Who we, we really appreciate you know, and uh, the there's going to be a lot of exciting things. You know, the first this first year of the show was a bit of an experiment. Let's be honest. Come on, let's be honest, right? Failed experiment. Ryan was trying out his new bald hairdo. Uh, you know, he got a new dog. He's about to be new. Like this is, you know, next year, twenty twenty one. We've got a lot of exciting things coming down the pipe. You know, and I think you and I, but mostly you, learned that depression is marketable, right? Sad you boy, can, yeah. You can, Sad boy stuff. You can profit off of your sorrow. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good times. Well, we're going to try to, I mean, I think, you know, we're going to try to bring joy to the masses, but I'm, we're, it's going to, we're going to be in dark places, you know, but I'm going to try to try to keep my, uh, I've got some interesting things. I've got some, some interesting guests that we're going to talk about having on. Uh, I've got some, nice. we've got some segments. I know Ryan's been working on, uh, uh some puppetry uh, of the penis. I wouldn't go, really I wouldn't go that far. It's more. More dumb things that pop into my head. Well, now my job ended, right? Friday was the last day of my uh, landscaping job, so I'm just home. You're just going to be a dad. Well, this <laughs> we're going we're gonna to do a check-in with dad moment. We're going to see how see how much, uh, you know. S- speaking of, where's you brought this guy? Call, I call this guy, and then there's a baby. There's a baby. Where's yeah. the baby at? That baby was cool as shit. Diva. Yeah, she's running around. Her name's Diva? Diva. D-Z-I-V-A. Yeah, she's a, she's a little. Uh, Diva. She's running around causing havoc. That's but cool. we love her. Babies yeah. are cool. I'm down with babies. Better be down with babies. <laughs> a little, little my focus. I get, they're they're absolutely adorable and and beautiful and all that. But like I eating lunch next to a baby was really hard. Like I had to not look at her because she had hummus in her hair, and I was like, I can't. This is the most disgusting. That's thing. disgusting to you. 
you're no, anti but the hymen, whole thing, no. you're anti-baby. Take it easy. You're, I'm not anti-baby. I'm just saying I couldn't eat around the kid because it was like there was food. Are you even, are you even, do you even have swimmers anymore? Like, are you, easy, do you still yeah. got swimmers? I mean, I'm still firing away, you know? Could you like mail sperm to somebody and then they take it to a place and then inject themselves with it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, freezing eggs is a big thing, especially now because uh, men and women are getting married so much later in life. And so yeah. the, the, the freezing eggs thing has been a, been a big thing, but our swimmers, you and me, our swimmers are going to be working. I've My heard things like swimming. I've heard that our boys are going to be swimming till like well into our sixties in a lot of cases. That's crazy. Which is some, crazy. Some Genghis Khan father at one third of nation shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a good reference for our audience. It's funny how history remembers certain people certain ways when like they all raped, you know what I mean? <laughs> Goodness. What about, uh, well, I'm half Hungarian. And so I became obsessed with the idea that, uh, because Hungary and Romania, you know, they, they moved their borders over the years. And the Ottoman Empire shifted things around. But the original Dracula, of course, is Vlad known as was Vlad the Impaler. Right. And he was a Romanian uh, king. And so I became obsessed with trying to figure out if I was like a descendant of him. Because obviously I was like, how do I explain my because your current, totally life, your current life stories was not very good. Well, my, my current lifestyle, I mean, I'm super, I'm super nocturnal, yeah. you know, I'm okay. drinking, the, drinking the blood of chickens. I was like, I've got, there's got to be something there. So I started researching to figure out if I was a descendant of Vlad the Impaler from Romania. And it turned out that's in fact, no, I, I'm, I'm actually a descendant of um, a group of uh, people from a certain area that were very, this makes even less sense. And maybe it makes sense in the fact that I didn't eat, I didn't I refuse my mother's milk because we talked about it last week, but they're called the Seikai and they're like the, uh, they're the, the King's guard, essentially. They were like really rugged warriors that were handpicked typically for the King's guard. And that's, uh, and that's what I'm a descendant from, which uh, that makes no sense. It, you know, it makes more sense that I'd be raised by wolves. Hey, that's cool. Can I have my fucking eye rig back? No, no, you can't. I got. What the hell one. are you gonna do with it? I might I mean, use it. I'm. I, I was DJing. I was. I can't believe I was DJing during this time. Like I, I had gigs. No, you know, you you know why you can totally have it back because I've been doing those routines with it, and I send it to my editor, and the guy's telling me that my phone is so sh- crappy that it frame it's it's filming at 15 frames a second, which apparently is, is there crap. any world that you don't have an Android phone? It's not possible. Android phones you can atti- you can assign to personalities like. I don't have an Android phone. What do you have? I have an iPhone. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. Why don't I have iMessage when I talk to you? I don't know. Maybe it's because your phone is dumb. I have a brand new iPhone. I know it's not your first instinct, Ryan, to assume that you're dumb, but I want to introduce it to you. <laughs> no, I think no, that I it's something to put in your palate. I think it's something to no, just... No. See, <laughs> so here's, here's why you can't, you can't hurt me. Okay, I want to tell you something. I can explain something to you. Okay? Well, that's why I'm extra mean. And I, I, I don't necessarily think this is going to hurt you, but if it did, that'd be fine. You can't hurt me because I call myself a loser idiot in my head most of the day. It's been something I've been doing since a child. Possibly explains my current economic status, which like in terms of capital is quite good, but in terms of like income, not good. You know, There's a difference uh, between calling yourself a loser and believing though, Ryan. You see- as in most things in your life, you're half-stepping it, and 
you're also talking to a God. You're talking to the king of believing the crazy self-doubt narrative right. that emerges from my head. That's you the just difference. Out loser. Uh, out loser, loser me? I did. You just, and in turn you won? I didn't want to hurt you with that. I hope that doesn't hurt, hurt you. Did that hurt you? No. Uh, I, I'm confused <laughs> to be honest. Well, I, I think, I the think best, that yeah. I think humanity just lost. Mm. And in turn, as a member of humanity, this needs to be unpacked. It's like See, um, I'm excited though about moving forward with this because with your dog, your your wife, and your new your new child, there's a whole we, there's now a squad of, of of beings in this world that are going to be chipping you down. They're going to be taking you down, and I can't wait. And I, I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it late February. I'm going to let our audience know mid late February. Ryan's going to be like a real mess and it's going to be beautiful for me. Like I'm going to do some beautiful takedowns. We're going to wipe the floor with this guy. And I'm really looking forward to that, right? I think our audience is looking forward to it. And I think, you know, just, you're going to have to let it happen. I mean, well, actually the more you fight it, the better their fall will be, you know? So who knows? I don't have advice for you. I'm just looking forward to it, buddy. It's going to be a good year. 2021. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> um, yo, but it's funny because like I like why would I listen to FM radio in my w- world? I don't. But for my job in the summer, I did a lot. And this is something I wrote on my list of funny ass shit. Like to, if I ever do stand up or if I want to give people jokes for stand up. So <laughs> they're doing the traffic report, and you know they'll like try and be cheeky and play a song that's um, car themed or driving themed in the background, right? And mm-hmm. so it's it's the Beatles drive my car. He goes, baby, you can drive my car. It's like a happy yeah. song. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. And meanwhile, like a traffic report is essentially like, here's who's been uh, murdered. Who, here's who's dying in a burning car report. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, uh, <laughs> four of, uh, Southbound 404 is uh, broken up by a nasty crash. Two killed, father of uh, four children. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a segment. It's funny. It's so stupid. Oh my God. Yo, and some people, like, I work with these guys and they're sitting in the car and, like, the the volume's up. And then when the commercials come on, they leave it on. And I'm like, man, you're really really trying to hear about, like, used cars at full volume, bro. Like, turn the fucking volume off, you robot. Ew. (laughs) This one guy, um, he uh, he drives really terribly and, and my boss is so mad at him for it. He's one of those guys who's like always on time, okay? And like is reliable in some senses, but he's a complete bonehead and would like smoke weed before work and at lunch. And so they call him uh, uh, Smokey or he, he calls him Launched. And uh, uh, oh, fuck. I lost my train of thought. But anyway, he's funny. This is funny dudes. Funny dudes there. I put, uh, I was listening. I made, I burned a CD the other day. Can you believe that? I burned a CD. So bad. Yeah, I burned a CD, and <laughs> this, is the, this is ridiculous. I burned it because I knew I was, I was going to be in the van for a while. I was going to be driving, so I didn't have a CD player. I want to listen to some of my mixes. So I burned a CD, which was crazy enough, and then I put it in the van CD player, and it won't come out. It, it's permanent. It's part, <laughs> <of the car. laughs> it's part of the car. My terrible, <laughs> my terrible songs are part of the car. My dad can no longer listen to Dolly Parton's Christmas record anymore. 
and I've I've potentially ruined. It's your dad's car. It is. I drive. I drive my dad's car. I borrowed the dad's car. I can't. I don't want to own a car. I can't. It's no point for me. You jerk yeah. off in your dad's van? No, I did have sex in it when I was like a teenager or like in my twenties. I was having sex in a yeah. van once, and then the girl like was moaning, and then she like got, had like a frog in her throat, and one of her moans like became very low octave. It was like, and we <laughs> we just started laughing, and that was the end. <laughs> well, so basically, when my whenever my dad sells this car, my my unmixed record is going to be a part of it, and um, there's, there's no way to. Don't you worry, that car will be scrapped. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that's not a good enough reason to do it, I don't know. I don't know what is. Can't tell you. Um, um, life oh yeah i remember what i was gonna say that i named that guy who crashes and who um, smokes weed all the time i named his truck the daytona 420 <laughs> that's good i'll take it it's good bud so what's going on in the dj world did you oh by the way did you check out the gucci man versus jeezy no, versus- but I saw it. Uh, I saw that that they were talking beforehand, and that you know, I mean, it's it's kind of well known that they don't hate each other anymore. I mean, Gucci's like a reformed, you know, rich man. Well, of course. I mean, if you watch the verses, they clearly Gucci at least still hates the hates the hell out of Jeezy. He came all guns blazing. Like his opening round was a diss song to Jeezy. You think he- that's hate or that's just pageantry? They're like, yo, let's just do this. Let's kill it. No, dude. I mean, it it went it went really hard. Like Gucci at one point is saying, I'll send more of your friends home in boxes if to you, if you want, like it was, it got heavy. No, really? Yeah. They weren't and laughing when they're talking to each other. No, at all? no, not at all. And in fact, Jeezy was taking the high road, which everybody was really impressed with, but the, the clip of it, you can hear it's like, Jeezy's like, let me talk. And Gucci's like basically making, jokes about his dead homie who robbed him say that again so Jeezy you, sent some people here's you, the you cut out for a sec say that again the backstory of all of this apparently i didn't really know a lot of this is that jeezy some of jeezy's guys tried to rob gucci man and they showed up at his house and they tried to steal his chain and gucci actually murdered one of them or killed one of them rather in self-defense and he got off for it but that was one of jeezy's crew and so during the verses gucci man was actually um kind of taunting him like I'll send more of your friends home in a box if you want. Like it was, it, and they kind of squashed it at the end of the whole thing. They did their single together, and Jeezy was like, "Look, man, you know our our music and our what we mean to the culture is bigger than our beef for each other." And I thought that was a really good gesture. It was it was pretty it was pretty mature of those two guys. And uh, I always the thing is when people squash beef, I always feel like. It's easier to squash beef when you like own half of Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Do you you recognize the absurdity of you and I speaking in any absolute terms about these types of feuds? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Like you recognize it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like in the same way that like, if you look at hip hop and the core of the, of what it is, is it's most authentic that we've only ever chipped away at the outside. Yes. We're, we're fringe. We're fringe. We're not at the core of it. We are not socioeconomically uh, other things, all the things about it. We are not it. 
you know, it comes, it's a voice, is a voice of a certain type of person, yes. a certain type of experience. And I'm not speaking racially, but I mean, as a white person, part of it, sure. it is part of it. I mean, you know what I mean? Like we're guests, you could say in the culture, but I mean, we're sitting here talking about beef. And meanwhile, you, you, we, we've joked about you getting in internet fights of people and having grudges with the, it's all so petty. I think maybe you got headbutted once or something. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. Know. Yeah. Okay. Like these are people <laughs> whose like friends have been murdered, you know, uh, live it, like we can't, we don't know nothing about that. We don't know nothing about that kind of forgiveness. We don't I know. mean, definitely headbutt me if I'm responsible for your friend getting murdered, but don't headbutt me if I'm good at banging on the NPC pads. That we don't seems- know anything. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So we're just, I think our guest is here. Really? Hold on. Yes. Let's do it. Bring him in. Bring it. Bring him in. Bring him in, Kilgore. Release hot, the Kraken. Hot mic. <laughs> hot mic. Hello? You. Here, here we are. Here we are. Are you good? We're here. Yes, sir. Okay. We're, we're just pause the show, so we're gonna we're gonna go on like the show sort of still happening. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna just start talking as though we were talking about what we were just talking about, which was total BS anyway. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> pivot. Pivot. Oh, this is gonna be an edit. This we're editing the crap out of this, man, because our opening was terrible. <laughs> to be I like the opening. Go ahead. Just keep. Going. Okay. We're rolling right now. Um. So we're talking about. Yeah. I, yeah. I totally. I totally agree with you. Um. I feel like our, our guest can kind of speak to this and I want to hear his opinion on, on what we're talking about. Um, he's an old friend of mine, uh, a, a road buddy of mine, actually at one point, um, an incredible producer and artist in his own right. Uh, I'm really excited to have him here. And I know we have a lot of homies on the show. Yo, I know he's a producer, but bro, the boy can rap and that's what's going out, out in the 100, right now. 100. So say that for fuck's sakes, you beat making. He can rap his ass off. We, don't, we're, we're, we know this. We know so this. that's what he is. He's a rapper, bro. He That makes beats, but that the rap is what we're talking about. <laughs> the problem about. is, is not? his beats are, so, the problem I know, is how good his beats are. But if when he you rap, like, he's a voice. He's the voice of the generation. You understand? He has things to say. Know. His but words I, are more powerful. I don't speak. I don't speak hi hat. I speak English. So yes. when I hear English, I'm like, oh, thank you. Continue with your botched introduction. Listen, because I, I know we have a lot of homies on the show, but legit, legit, I'm a fan of this of this dude, and I'm happy to bring him on the show. Welcome everybody, uh, J O Mares. How are you, my hey. friend? Yo, I'm good, man. I thank you for that introduction, bro. For real, both of you appreciate it, man. I'm good. I can't complain. What do you consider yourself, though? Because Ryan's got a good point. I mean, I'm a producer, so you know, I think of you that way. And you, you nearly took me down. Uh, you, well, I mean, that's an argument. We battled back in the day. Arguably, took me down that night. But what do you see yourself as first? Uh, I mean, I, I'll say an artist. Uh, more so, an artist beforehand. Oh, this guy's con- trying to Kanye. You're gonna be <laughs> if you if you keep on that Kanye shit, you see where that ends up. But you know. hey, hey, he's a, he's a special he's a special individual. You know, are you gonna be? Are you it's gonna very be difficult to end up like him. <laughs> are you gonna hey, be being a billionaire for be cool. us or what? Yeah. <laughs> hey man, I think I could do- I think I could design a pair of shoes just as good as he can. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, what would it, what would it be? J J dot O wait J dot six dot O no what what would it be would you I don't know I'd have to give that one some thought yeah. <laughs> it'd be something yeah. mere society though 
<laughs> Mayor Society, I was going to say. The brand Mayor new Society yeah. sounds good. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, that's the crew. I mean, you've been part of a few crews over the years. Um, and I was trying to find this one out. And I, I feel bad because I know this answer, but I forgot the name of the so- Mississauga crew that you and Pops and Junes all used to come from, which is like... Oh, I know this. I know this too. Okay, Ryan knows it. Trivia? I know... No, wait, I don't think we heard what you said, so let me and Kills try and guess this for a second. It's not Western Union. It definitely is Western Union. What oh, is Western Union? <laughs> yes! Definitely. And what was the studio? And what's the dude that used to have the studio? Everybody loved this guy. Really well-known guy. Mason Payne? Mason Payne! For 300 <laughs> Alex. And what was the studio, what was the studio called? The studio, I mean, well, the, the the squad, the label that we were all kind of operating under was Hustle and Flip. So Hustle H&F. and Flip. So H&F. And then everyone would just refer to the studio as H&F. Like, yo, I'm going to H&F because that was headquarters, you know? So I, I've been there. I've been to that spot. And that's yeah. that makes I don't even know how. <laughs> I mean, that's a, what a hotbed of talent. I mean, so, so it was you, June's uh, Big Pops, who's obviously an amazing producer. We got to get on the show. Who else was out there? Who else was part of that original crew for you? Uh, I mean, Junes and Crooklyn. So Smash Brothers were there. Yep. Rich mm-hmm. Kid was part of it. Mason mm-hmm. Payne. Uh, there's a lot of guys. Classic. Killer Beats. Even my bro, the B-Box. Mm-hmm. Uh, Killer Beats was there. My boy Punch. Um, the DJ, S.Goods, who's still my DJ to this day. Um, so yes. I heard your shit. Because he, he, I'm always... Yeah. I'm always looking at his computer because I hear shit. I'm like, what? Because, you know, Goods has that bounce, eh? Like, he plays those records that, like, I, I don't play. Like, we're just on different, but he mm-hmm. has, I love his style. And I'm, yeah. like, oh, I'm like, oh, Mares again? I'm like, you send me that <laughs> shit, man. Because he, he has songs in mind that I don't have. <laughs> like, <laughs> that guy is, that guy's something else, man. That's sick. Shout out to the DJs, man, sneaking around these, getting these, getting these exclusives dug <laughs> out from the studio. I like dudes that, I like dudes that don't, care about like trying to do mainstream shit and they just have like a really cool style and it's very identifiable and like theirs and i think he's like that in same way like with your music like you guys have that same bounce i hear it so 100 and just for the record i did leave a lot of names out of the western union i, I can't think of everybody i seen a picture the other day of all of us and there's like a hundred of us so like <laughs> I maybe if i left deep. any names out nobody feel away for that yes of course of I course can't name everybody yeah and you there's, used to... Oh, sorry, Ryan. I was going to say, there's a Money Mart joke somewhere here. But <laughs> I don't have... Is there, it. though? I, there is. <laughs> like the rival crew, the Money Mart gang. All right, go ahead. <sighs> I mean, there's a lot of... I mean, you know, Toronto had so many, like, crews. And... Uh, but that... I mean, what a hotbed of talent you guys were. And you were known back then as Chemical. Uh, yeah. Um, for anybody trying to look for the back catalog. Because mm-hmm. you... Oh. So, and, and I want to ask you this, because, like, doing a name change from Chemical to, uh, to J.O. Mayers, is that, obviously that's tough to do. And like, you know, you gotta put a lot of thought into that and it's almost like you're sort of starting over. Was, was that kind of about being more an artist up front from, cause, cause Chemical, obviously you were known also as a producer, Ryan. Okay. Cad made beats, you know what I mean? Like, was it, was that part of the move? Like coming up being and being like out in the front and like, I'm on the mic now full time. Like, was that what that was? And, and how was that transition? Cause it's, it's hard to change the name, man. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, the name change, it wasn't about, you know, straying away from producing, even though that kind of, I'm not going to say that happened, 
when I say I kind of moved from production, I just kind of moved from producing for other people. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, when I did the name change, it was more so just uh, kind of just like growth in, in, in the artistry aspect because I wasn't just rapping. When I just did the name change, uh, my homie Fontwell that I was working with like closely, he's the one that was kind of getting me to unlock the like the vocal power and start singing more on records and singing hooks and like being a little bit more melodic and just not even just on the singing aspect, but just kind of expanding my, my, my whole like repertoire as far as what I was using when I was making records as mm -hmm. opposed to just like a lot of rap records, a lot of bars and certain types of sound. It kind of just, just like the name chemical was just, it was attached to, a very specific type of, of artist that I was at the time. I was super like greasy, like really hard body rap. Like I'm eating your food on every track I get on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm bringing like hard beats, everything's super hip hop. You know what I mean? And then I started just like kind of advancing as an artist and I just wanted something to, I just wanted it to be more like me. Like if I dropped an R&B to sound and type record and they're like, yeah, this new R&B smash by Chemical. It's like, whoa, it's like, it's kind of weird. So like, I, I was looking to change my name for a, for a while. Mm. Um, I don't know if you remember, like right before we went on the tour, mm. um, I shortened it. So I was just going by Kemi and the whole thing was just like a call me Kemi. Like yeah, the whole campaign was call me Kemi. Cause I was just trying to shorten it. So it wasn't so like aggressive sounding of, of a name, but yeah, it just didn't really stick for me because people still call me Kemi to this day, but like it wasn't yeah. really sticking for me. And then I did the, I did the name change. I thought about the name change. I talked to a few people about the name change and like, it just like, that's my name, you know, like mm. there's my last name, you know, um, my first name is the J and the O. So, yeah. you know, a lot um, of DJs are doing that too, using their, their real name. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of artists all together, producers, like a lot of people are just not bothering with trying to come up with some sort of cool name and they're just going with wh whoever they are. You know? So many things have been taken, right? Like how do yeah. you come up with a name that you that you Google and don't find anything for? See, initially, it's like impossible, right? Initially, the name, I was going to go from Chemical to, to J.O. Simpson. That was the name. I was sold on a hundred percent. And then sold someone's like, "But if they rearrange those letters, <laughs> right?" Like, you know, I was literally like, yeah, Google's gonna think you're googling the other the other dude, That's right? Funny. But like ninety ninety percent, I was in. I was like, "Yo, Jo Simpson." I even have a couple of joints where I said Jo Simpson in it, just because that could be an AKA you know? though. That's a fun. That could be like when you're on some fucking in a mood, some you know? murder. Don't, don't get catch me on my yeah. Jo shit, Jo Simpson. Yeah. And it was really, it was just really about just like the whole aspect of it was the Jo. I got that straight from Fife Dog from the, I'm on my Jo bullshit. Yeah. Like that was one of the first like hip hop songs that I was really, really like rinsing. Like when I was getting into the, the whole hip hop vibe when I was like, you know, nine, 10 years old. Yeah. So like on my Jo and the whole term Jo has always like popped up in my bars and like in my head here and there. So when I thought J.O. Simpson, it's like obviously a flip on the other guy, but like, yeah. it's like when you feel good about, kind of fusing. So when you feel good about your name. It's like, 
so much easier to promote yourself. Like I oh, yeah. docked it for years, right? And like that whole thing came up as a joke. Like I, I bought turntables. I uh, I did this like project in grade 11 and you have to make an album cover. And I'm like, DJ doctor, time to operate. And all this like medical <laughs> shit. It's like a joke, right? And then we're sitting in the basement. And I'm like, fuck, I need a DJ. And he was like, who are you kidding, bro? You're doctor. And that's what it was. But I never I loved that name outside of like the king of the dot world and all that. And yeah. so I decided to make my name a pun, you know, and with a Portuguese spelling, like in bio. Like, yeah. But that that's me. It's silly and it's got a fun logo and, and I love it. And uh, mm-hmm. I actually feel like I got a gig, my one of my main residencies because of my name. They referred to me as a guy who played really sick and had a cool ass name. When I heard them say that, I was yeah. like, fuck yeah. yeah. This is it. And that's the thing. Like a lot of, a lot of times, a lot of names that people have, like, they were just carried from so far back and I get it. Like some people just keep it like chemical or something that I came up with that in grade nine in science. Class. Yeah, in science yeah. same, same wave. Just waiting nonsense. You know, that was like when I was early, like I just started like publicly rapping. Like I jumped in a cypher or two maybe because like I was new, like at the school mm. and, um, me and my bro always, because my bros kill a beast. And was like nasty beatboxers. So we've always been like ciphering and stuff since we were young, like super young. Mm. Um, just for fun, just to mess around because we both love hip hop. But uh, when I got to the school and I seen, you know, guys doing ciphers and people playing each other, their little like computer mic tracks. And I heard them. I was just like, I'm better than you guys. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, you are. Yes. And then I just took it seriously from there because I was like, yo, I, I must have some sort of talent because you guys are the guys that people are like looking up to. Like, yeah, yo, they make tracks, but it's like, you guys are trash. I feel like you've <laughs> always been that way though. Like, even when I first met you, uh, like, you're unassuming. Like, you're humble. You're not like, you're not like, you know, like, you're you're also tall. It's like, but you're not intimidating. You're, you're like, you're oh, very well, like, well, centered. What are you talking about? He, if he, he's not. You're not intimidating. I'm not. Your friend. No, no, no. Oh, but I'm good. saying. I'm just <laughs> saying. From maybe he from, wants no. to. Come on. I'm just saying his temperament, though. And then, and then he gets on stage, and it's like, oh shit! Like, and I really related to that too, because I'm like, I'm like a, a puppy around. Like, I'm a puppy on like when I'm <laughs> hanging out, and then I get on stage, and I'm I'm like yeah. feral, you know. But like, um, feral. I like that. <laughs> I always love that about you. And, and, and when, you know, when we, when we went on the road, that was one of those things too. And I wanted to ask you this and I, cause I was trying to think, cause you and I've been over this stuff. Kemi, sorry, Kemi, ah, J-O, right? That's what I think of you. So J-O actually, Lincoln, he saved an entire tour for us one time. We'd lost the car, my Dukes and I, we had no car. And I was at a club. Like you're like, dude, where's my car? Our driver basically bailed. was like, I'm not driving the tour. We're not doing it. And I need, I needed to find somebody that, like that could rock with us and could drive. And I literally, I ran into jail outside of a club and we were just catching up. And I'm like, I'm like, Hey man, like, I don't know. What are you doing? Like ne- next month, like what's going on? And w- do you want to come on tour? Like, do you want to drive this thing? Do you want to do it? And he, he just like took this, sh- like took a chance because we didn't even know each other that well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and that's a fun story. One, the thing I want to get to though is I was, I was really blown away at how, how Toronto, you, you have really embodied Toronto and you don't really realize, you don't realize it as much until you get out on the road and it's like the Toronto slang and your, your attitude, the way you carried yourself. Did you feel that out there? Like, did you feel your identity a bit as like a, as someone from Toronto, but just 
you know, we played a lot of bizarre shows on that tour. Like we played yeah. with, you know, we played a lot of weird underground artsy things. We played, we played some grimier spots. You know what I mean? Like, how did that feel like for you being a, the first time kind of going outside as a Toronto artist into the States, into the world? Um, I mean, well, for starters, like, I tried my best to specify when people asked where I was from. I tried to be like Mississauga. I'm from Saga side. You know? yeah. I'm just Toronto. If you know, like, if you want to know where I'm from, like where I'm generally located, it's the greater Toronto area. But like, mm-hmm. I always tried to make it like, yo, I'm from Saga. Like, I'm not actually from Toronto. I'm from right by Toronto, you know? But Respect. because I was putting so much effort into trying to keep that, like, in the front, Mm. I did feel the identity difference because I like on top of that, we just see how, how differently people move in all these different places. I've never been to so many States and like a lot of the places we went, that was my first time ever being there. And I haven't been back since, you know, mm. um, with the exception of like a couple spots like New York and New Orleans and like, uh, where else did we go that I've been? It might've just been those two, but either way, um, people move, a lot different than we do in all of these places. So me, I've always been a kind of person I can't, I can't not act how I act no matter yeah. where I am or who I'm with. Mm-hmm. I know some people that can kind of move around and adapt and, and there's, in some cases it's it's bad because it's like, yo, just be yourself. In some places it's good to be able to adapt to how people are moving. But like, mm-hmm. I just have a tendency to just always be me no matter where I am. Yeah, Lincoln's like annoying. A little, like a little French cafe in New Orleans. You look so good. That's like That sounds like Like, uh, okay. Sog's in this bitch. But that's the thing, because I'm not even really like that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, like Kills is saying, I'm like, for the most part, I'm a really quiet person. Like, if you catch me at an event or something, I'm usually minding my business. I'm just chilling. I'm in the corner somewhere, I'm, or I'm at the DJ booth with goods, and I'm just, I'm just kicking it. You know? Yeah. Um, That's part of the reason I asked too, is because I saw how your style got over. Mm. You know, like I saw you as J. O. Mares or as you as an artist getting over in all these different situations. Like yeah. each situation we were in would be really different. And, you know, we're doing essentially the same show every night, right? Like you're doing, we're doing like a set kind of thing. And it just got over, like everywhere we went, it got over, Mm -hmm. man. And so, and it was wild to me because I don't always think of myself as Toronto. Like I don't, I I never, I don't know. I never identified, like I came up in Halifax. So people think I'm from out there. And so my identity is a little bit more, you know, a little bit more fringe, maybe a little bit more, at least for me, it's hard to feel that for yourself sometimes, but yeah. Obviously, you're always on the bar scene. It was interesting to hear you talk about how the change to J.O. from Kemi kind of represented, like, being able to diversify your style and, and, and you know, not feel like, okay, like, if I'm, if I'm doing an R&B thing or if I'm doing something else, I'm an artist with a lot more kind of uh, avenues and ways to express myself, things I want to do, give yourself a little bit, little bit of leeway. But yeah. then you're coming with this, this Goudini, this Contra record, which is like... <laughs> crazy bars crazy like heavy ass heavy ass old school beats style um it's really like that record feels like what sort of maybe more where you came from in some ways like and i don't know if that's like when you get together with goudini that's kind of what comes out of you but man the it's so it's that record is hoard 
Sure. Holy Lord. <laughs> Thank you, man. Is that what yeah. happened? Is that what it was? Kind of like going back to your roots a bit? Yeah, because um, Goudini, um, for those who don't know, is actually, like when I met him, like we went to high school together, but I didn't know that. I was listening to his records because he was in the group called Rotten Ones with Rich mm-hmm. Kid and, and like some other guys from their hood, Ridgeway. Um, and someone from my school gave me the CD because Ridgeway's not far from where I'm from. Mm. Um, so I'm listening to the CD as like a kid, you know, and people are like, yo, these guys are from Ridge, like, you know, and I'm like, yo, this Goudini guy's voice, like his flow, like this guy's nuts. Like this guy's crazy. Rich is cold too. And at this point, like this is like young Rich Kid beats and Rich Kid's beats even at that time were like, Slap out of this world. Yeah. But like I was so Slapping. intrigued by this CD only to find out that Goudini not only went to my school, but was friends with my older brother. So he's been to my house already at this point. Like he's, I've already met him on multiple occasions. Yeah. 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 I just didn't he's know it was boy. him. You know what I mean? Like I didn't. That so guy owes like, me I'm, 20 bucks. <laughs> I know this no, guy. He's, old, oh, he's older than me too. Like he's my older brother's age. Right. So like, I was like, okay, this guy goes to my, what? So I was like, doc, I didn't know that was you. And then from there we did a song together and that was a long time ago. And we did some songs here and there. And like, we just always kind of had a, like a connection because, you know, we're all like, even Western Union times, like we're all around each other all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened was we were actually, we just linked up one day and we're like, yo man, like we're, we're both kind of in a similar situation where we both been doing music for so long. We both been, you know, rapping for so long and he tried to change his name and then changed it back. And like, he put out a project. I put out a project. Our projects didn't really do what we wanted them to do. So we were trying to figure out what we can do to kind of make things move. So mm-hmm. the idea was we were planning to do a show. Um, we we're like, yo, let's just throw an event. You know what I mean? You do a set. I do a set. Uh, we maybe get, you know, someone else to come and open up or something. And we just throw an event and, you know, have a good time, try to push the brands. Um, so we brought it to, we brought it to Rich Kid. We're just, you know, talking chopping it up. You know, we go to, go to the big dog and ask him like, yo, what do you think? What do you think of this idea? What do you think we should do? Mm. And he's like, I mean, if you guys are trying to do a show, you might as well like do a project or something. You mm-hmm. know, so you have something at the show to push. So we're like, ah, right, yeah, that sounds like a decent. Yeah, we can do that. That sounds like something we can do. And then we kind of just like didn't think about it for a while. And then one day we're just like, yo, let's let's start working on a project. You know? Yeah. Um. So what ended up happening? So the same thing you were saying before, where it's like, you know, when I link up with Goudini, like this is the kind of things that happen. Like these are the kind yeah. of things that happen because I feel like we both like we're very competitive with each mm-hmm. other, like. I, I'm sure any any rapper that has rapper friends knows how this goes. Like, if you guys yeah. are doing a song together, like, we're <laughs> friends, but trying to kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I went in my, I went in an older bag and sent him a beat pack. Like, of crack beats, obviously. Cause and like, of beats that were not new. Like, you know, there was, like, a couple yeah. of beats, Like, there's maybe, there's two beats on the project that were made within, you know, a year, year and a half of the project coming out, maybe two years. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of them are like older than that. Mm. But um, 
the thing is, I know the, st- the style that we were going for, like the kind of feeling that we were trying to bring back, it is the older school feeling. Like the way I mm-hmm. like to describe it is like, you see how Griselda did it? How, mm-hmm. how Griselda brought a feeling back of like a very specific era of hip hop, like the grungy boom bap, dark mm-hmm. samples, real mm-hmm. dirty, like gritty sounding hip hop, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's familiar to us. We know about that. You know about it. I know about it. We know where that era came from. The era that, and the feeling that I wanted to bring back with Contra was a little bit past that. So more so what I was bumping when I was in high school and like, mm-hmm. you know, like early 2000s Rockefeller music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Early 2000s Rockefeller G-Unit, uh, D-Block, Dipset, you know, that era of rap. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, yeah, that's the feeling that we got, that, that, that we're all together kind of, pulling from this project so we just kind of ran with it you know it's just bars and bars and soulful slapping beats <laughs> yeah the beats I'm, I'm i mean i love it I, lo- I love the beats i mean i've always been a fan of your production Same. versatility huge i mean but this is like my bag like this is right up you know this is like this is this record is like hitting me like right in the chest, I'm like, oh man! Yeah. <laughs> like I wish I'd made that beat. Like damn, like, <laughs> like did I make that beat? No, <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Just um, I like it. Good artwork matters, eh? It's like the return of because I was thinking about how back in the day, you know, when I album art, like I think of Nirvana in utero, right? And that really weird uh, uh, Jay. I don't know if you've seen the album, but it's like a woman and her guts are out but it's like medically looking i don't know anyway and the songs are really dark right and so when you picture the songs you see that artwork in your head forever at least as a kid they would really guide my experience and it's a little bit of a different hustle now but you know we saw what uh thing did with all his uh, uh dragon ball z theme shit and that was really palpable right and same way same way with your contra shit it's super fire if i may pivot slightly to, to, to talk about Andrew a little bit here. Um, Andrew, listen to me. Okay. You did this with JL just now and you do it with some guests and it reminds me of my least favorite Toronto sports commentator personality person. It's called Eric Smithing. Do you know what that is? Do you no. know Eric Smith is? You know the, the Raptors beat guy? Yeah, I know Eric. I know Eric Smith. So is. what Eric Smith does is he answers the question for his guest in his question. Yes. He talked for so long. Would it be fair to say that you did this? And then the, all J.O. could say is like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, well, you know what? <laughs> I dare a guest to just do that to me. Just yes me once and just leave it. Just leave it hanging. Like, <laughs> you know, just make me feel like that. <laughs> I'll, look out for, I'll look out for the opportunity. Well, yeah, look out for the Eric Smithings. The Eric Smithings. I hate to hate on people, but I don't, you know, the Eric Smith shit, but it's just. uh, This is what the audience loves. They they want the combative, you know, they want to hear about it. Uh, We had Junior on the show, Junior T on the show a couple weeks ago. Back to uh, back Union. Right? And uh, honestly, like straight up my favorite song off that record, like from, I didn't even know. It was really funny because I heard, I heard some of that, those mixes beforehand. But my favorite joint on that record, even before the record came out, then when the record came out, it was still my favorite, was your joint. Um, talk a little bit about how that came together. Yes. Yo. Yes, Andrew. <laughs> Man, that that song, I mean, 
it was shortly after I think June signed with uh, the Pirates Pirates Blend. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was that long after. It's when he started working out of that that studio space that he was working out of to do the majority of that album. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just was telling me like, "Yo, you got to come through. You got to come through. We got to cook something." You know? Yeah. And you know, it all was obviously put off for X amount of time, and then I finally pulled up one day, and. Um, I was actually already downtown. I was playing in a basketball league at Ryerson. So <laughs> I finished a game and didn't even get to go take a shower or nothing. I just flew straight to the studio. Um, June's was there and he's like, yeah, man, this is the space, you know, let's, let's try to cook some Let's, you know, went through some samples and stuff, uh, started working on the beat. Um, I had a little hand in the beat, but after, mm-hmm. once we got like a base of it down, I kind of just backed off and started writing and let Junus do his thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I heard the beat, like the first thing I, that came to my head was the, the Ain't No Place Like Home. Mm-hmm. Ain't No Place Like Home was the first line that I, I wrote. It's the first line of the song, right? But it's the first thing that came to my head. I had the Ain't No Place Like Home. And then I just, I just kind of went from there and was like, all right, there ain't no place like home. What else? Is there not something else like you know, ain't yeah. no feeling like love, right? Yeah. So there's no place like this. There's no feeling like this. What else can I, you know, ain't no team like mine. Yeah. Yeah, and then, it, you know the, the thing then, that's yeah. Tell me. Yeah, and then you know, and then I I had to find a way to kind of change it over so I can just because it had a feel to it like it was like supposed to be towards somebody or had to bring a certain type of feeling, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was like, ain't nobody but you know anything about us and they would let it yeah. be, you know? And then in the verse, what I ended up doing for that first verse was just uh, kind of going off of everything that I talked about in that hook in order. So if you kind of hear like, mm-hmm. you know, I start talking about, you know, shows and this and that, and then it completely switched to, you know, like, Ain't no place like your house. Fresh off tour, hit your house. And that was the same tour after, you know, after yeah. we came off tour. And I just yeah. talked about that little experience and how that, you know, and it just all broke down to the point of, you know, I got back after being on road for like a month yeah. and the feeling of being home and like seeing my family and, you know, having a meal and like just, you know, getting back into the routine. Like that, that was basically what that whole song was revolved around like that, that experience. I didn't even catch that, man. And so out comes home team. And I was going to say, I know like, and there's something brilliant about that. The the way you're writing that, where you're like, anyone could sort of listen to that song and feel like they're talking about, you know, their home team or their home or where they're from. And obviously, but obviously it's different, you know, for me listening to it or from, Cause I, when I listen to that song, I really feel like, and obviously knowing you guys is different. Mm-hmm. So it's more, it's again, it's yeah. more personal, but like I used to put that song on and it was just like, I, I felt like you were talking about Toronto and like, I felt like you were talking about us. Like I felt like, you know, and, um, and I feel like, I know, and it's again, it's hard because it's me and I know you guys. So that's how I feel about the record, but I don't know. I just, that, re- that record for me, you know, and hearing you on it and just, Cause we hadn't connected in a while. So hearing you on this record, when I first heard, I was like, Oh man, J O he just hasn't <laughs> lost a step. He's killing it. Like now he's like singing his, it's like, 
Yeah, man. So I was really happy to hear you on that thing. And, and, and obviously the success of that record, you know, Polaris Prize nominated and everything else. And, um, and it's just great that you're still doing the thing. What, what keeps you going now? Like what, what's, what's on the horizon that you're excited about? Cause I know you got too many, too many things. Smithing, um, smithing. <laughs> just ask the question. Smithing. Just ask the question and stop talking. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I mean, so, so the, the question being like, what I got going on now? Or? Yeah. What do you got in the fire? What's going yeah, yeah, yeah. on? What's, what's Start, yeah. Starting there. I mean, right now at this immediate moment, the first thing on the plate is super C. Oh, so Contra two, basically. Yeah. Super Contra. The second, if you, if you, you know, if you're a retro game guy, you know, they're, is no Contra 2. The second Contra game is actually called Super C. Mm-hmm. So we're just like, yo, we're calling the project Super C. So we're doing a <laughs> second one for sure. So if anyone was wondering, that's definitely happening. It's basically done. Um, mm. there's, there's just a couple other things we're going to do and, you know, tie in a new artwork and just kind of setting it up to come out. We're going to try to put, give that to, um, you know, top of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like, that just got done. Like we, we whipped it up so fast, like, because mm-hmm. we were on such a high from, from the response. Cause we didn't know what kind of response we were going to get from Contra. Like the response Contra has gotten has been bigger than any project I've put out or any project goo has put out like ever. So like, we're both kind of overwhelmed <laughs> and we're both kind of just like excited. So we're like, there's a lot of people that were like, yo, it should have been longer. Yo, you guys got to do more together. You got and like we already had like a bunch of other songs that didn't make the project. We have we have a joint with Adam Baum on it that we're probably gonna give out. You know, like there's a bunch of there's a bunch of stuff like and a bunch of people that are down and trying to link up and, and get working. So like we're like, okay, let's just keep the wave going with it. Let's give them the other project. Still no features on the second project. Um but we got we got a plan. We got something something lined up for as far as how we're going to run. Is that an irony where it's like the records that you slave over and put so much time and overthink, they don't do as well, and then you put out a record where it's just you and your homie like having fun, which it sounds like you guys are really having fun on the record. That like, and all of a sudden that record that you're kind of just you're just sort of riffing and having a good time, and that's the record that does that that gets all this response. Is that is there an irony to that that we just. It, you know, I mean, happen. I mean, we worked hard on it too. You know, it of was, course, it, of course. And it was a pro, it was a process because like Contra was done, maybe almost a year ago, mm. um, and we happened to just take the sessions from the studio we recorded it at and bring it over to where I was working out now with Eric Gordon uh, for Attic Productions. Um, and then he just kind of helped us tie everything together, did the mixing and all that. So, I mean, I feel like it got the response it got because we had to take a different approach to the release. Because with me, like, I'm very nonchalant about music sometimes. I get I get in, I get in mood sometimes where I just don't care, like, about <laughs> anything industry-related or anybody's, like, plan or or rule anything yeah i just want to put my music out so the people that want to listen to it can listen to it yeah yeah Um, so i've gotten to this point where like i put my music out more so for me than anybody else so i'm unbothered by it yeah responses of things like i put like three singles out before we put out contra in like a span of like a month and change 
the one with Eric that 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 uh, that Eric joint was dope. Um, uh, the Bloods and Trojans. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait. That was a fun one too. That was, well, that was one of those Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. You gotta attach something more to the sonic element of the track. There's gotta be something that people gravitate to. And I'm not saying that your project did well because the artwork. It's the so good music is why people would listen to it. But the artwork gets people's attention. Like I really, really believe in that. I think dope artwork goes a long way. And you're just having a concept, a palpable concept. I think we're getting tight on time, and this is. We, this is one of those ones we could talk forever because we rock yeah. with your shit. No doubt, no doubt. No doubt. Well, shit. let's make Yo, sure everybody knows support. where to get it, where to get the stuff, man. Where do they, where do they, where do they find Contra? Where do they find your new stuff? What's going um, on? I mean, the way everything goes now, it's it's just a link in bio. Hey. So <laughs> you find find me or Goo on, on Instagram and 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 the links in the bio. But it's you know Spotify, Apple Music, title, literally anywhere you want to search it. You can type J O Mares. You can type Goudini. Um, it's gonna pop up. Uh, type in Contra. Um, it's it's on everything really. YouTube. Um, but yeah, I mean more so. I, I usually try to try to suggest people just just go through the gram. Uh, the gram is probably the most uh, prevalent social media. So at J O Mares. Yeah, just at J dot O dot Mares, um, or at Goudini thirty five ninety. It's G U D I N I three five nine zero. And yeah, hell yeah, those, those are the those are the outlets. I I ended last week yelling at Flow ninety three. I'm not gonna yell at Canada, but I'm gonna speak to Canada quite quickly. Now that we're not scared to appreciate our own shit because of Drake has given you some confidence. Okay. There's another lane we could start to let's, let's, you know what I mean? Let's put on for boys like, like J.O. and them. And this, this crazy fire music. It's fire, man. And it's in front of your eyes, man. Support. Right. Yeah, man. Let's go, man. Hey, it's great to have you. We're going to, we're going to have you on next time and and we'll talk more about the tour and stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we got to get into that for sure. Yeah. And listen, (laughs) man, have a great 2021. We're going to keep our eyes and ears peeled on you. And, uh, thanks for joining us, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you, man. Appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. All right, boys. Easy. Mona Lisa, smile with a style like a bone to teach you. I know something that you don't. I do things that you won't. Roll the feature. Doubt that rattle through a blown out speaker. Abby Hoffman, Andy Kaufman. Blow my lungs full of exhaustion. I'm never gonna trust who you've exalted. Bring the pain with a single flame. Dig a single malt with a side of caution. Actually, we're never gonna err on the side of that. Singapore sling, how we slide it back. Now what's live is that. With the live is rap. Manifested in a fever dream. The leading scene. I like my Bourbon-y. I like my love life messy Build it up if you give me space But I'ma burn it down if you let me It's as good at night as any To dynamite that levy It's as good at night as any To dynamite that levy If a groove don't make us move We find us one we feel If this stuff don't get us high We find us some that will If that groove don't make us move We find us one we feel If that stuff don't get us high We find us some that will the jazz is free, but the drugs cost money. The jazz is free, but the drugs cost money. See, I like my bourbon meat, and I like my love life best. I can build it up if you give me space, but I'ma burn it down if you let me. It's as good at night as any, so dynamite that left me. It's as good at night as any.
Hi, this is Lincoln Bio. Listen to Ruckus Avenue Radio at dashradio.com and download the Dash Radio app for complete access 24 hours a day, 7 days a week to our station.